0: Tandem Nomads episode 272.
1: You can't underestimate how important, how valuable it is to guard your mental wellness.
0: Hello Nomad Nation, welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and resources to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life as well as through any life transition. This is your host, Emel Taragi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. I'm really excited about this episode because I have somebody here with whom whenever I hop on a call, I just can't stop talking and laughing. But we're going to have to try to contain it because we are going to talk about something really important. And actually laughing might be related still, which is mental health For entrepreneurs. So, my guest today has already been on the podcast show. We shared her inspiring story of growing her business, the Black Expat and Global Chatter. And her name is Amanda Bates. Amanda, are you ready for this ride?
1: I am. But the thing is, I was on it once before. So, now I know what to expect. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: So, I hope that it was a pleasant experience for you. I'm happy that you come back.
1: Oh, for sure. I wouldn't have come back if you weren't great, but you're awesome. So I'm glad to be here. You're the best. Thank you.
0: One of the things that we talked about with Amanda was her journey to also finding how to make sure that everything works for her. She has built so many things. She's one of those, what I call serial entrepreneurs, not in a way that she might have created a hundred different companies, but she had actually started a lot of different ventures aligned with her mission. And that's what we talk about in the previous episode is how do you juggle all your different paths? passions and still make sure to make it work and generate revenue and align all of this without burning out. As a 3rd culture kid, Amanda's interest in navigating cross-cultural spaces and identity started very young. Her American-born African race perspective continues to influence her as she leads the creative direction of The Black Expat, which is a multimedia platform dedicated to changing the narrative of Black international mobility. She also hosts the Global Chatter Podcast, which takes a humorous, speaking of which, deep dive into this mobile life. She's a student affairs professional at North Carolina State University and a career counselor with her brand, Bates at Work. So this is the short overview of who you are, right? And we went into the deep overview of who you are and what you've done in the previous episodes. So Nomad Nation will put it in the show notes of the episode if you want some background. But Amanda, what was it that you remember from that conversation that we had and that came out for you that you think is important to to kind of state before we start this conversation here. I'm putting you on the spot here.
1: <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. I mean, it's funny. And I think I said this or some variation of this is that, yes, there are a lot of projects attached to my name, but a lot, all of them align to missions that are important to me. Mm-hmm. And there is a common thread in everything that I do. And it's it's, I love to help and guide and connect people. And so everything that I do, irrespective of if it looks like it's different, right? Like expatriation and career counseling and, and having a podcast, all of that have that common thread. And, and I one of the things I remember saying, some version of this, is that having a mission, if you know what your why and why you're doing it, it makes it really easy to push forward, especially in those hard days, because you know why you're going in that direction.
0: Amazing. We just summarized so well everything we talked about. <laughs> so good. Exactly. oh but what I really love about you Amanda is that you are really authentic and I'm actually really grateful to you for willing to be here and share the hard truth as it is for you right but nomination for you what I want to talk about here is because I know that many of you are so passionate and have a strong mission and have a lot of interests and sometimes it might be hard for you to align it but most important to find a way to do it all without burning out. And I think this is something really important. And we talked a lot about how she managed to grow her business, Amanda, while doing a lot of different things that are aligned with her mission, but we couldn't dive into how to actually protect your mental health and not burn out. So before we go into that, Amanda, I'd love to know while growing your business and your different ventures, what are Mm -hmm. the challenges that you experienced along the way to make it happen?
1: You know, I think... Any of the challenges I faced, they're not new challenges, but maybe they're challenges we don't always talk about as entrepreneurs, like in group settings. So I know whenever you're starting something, and especially when I started the Black Expat there's imposter syndrome, right? So there's this idea of, and this is any business, right? I'm starting something, I've never done it before, maybe I haven't seen somebody do it. And you kind of question whether you are even capable or have the skill set to do it, right? So that's, that's a big one. I think the other thing that's really big that we don't always talk about especially when we glamorize side hustles and, and, you know, gig culture and and freelance and whatever is how isolating it can be. Cause if you're building something, especially, and the thing is that, that's not even particular to being a nomad. Like, I think just if you're building something and it's you and you don't really have a team Or even if you have a team, if you're the leader of this team, and remember, you've never built this before, all the doubt that comes in and all the stress that comes with what am I doing? Does it make sense? I am not at the position to hire anyone. So I've got to do it all right. Especially yeah. in the early part, the stress of, especially if it's something that is very integral to your family, needing to generate revenue. Mm. I think just the stress of, oh my gosh, when is this going to make money? Always having to explain a product or service that people may not understand that there's a lot of isolation in being a founder. And I think on top of not just that isolation, but the fear of what happens if it fails, mm. Right because now everyone knows you're doing this thing, right? But it's like, what if I completely crash and burn? You know, nobody wants to be at the family reunion or with a bunch of friends and someone asking you about something and it's like, it didn't work out. Right. And so I think those are the biggest things. And then I think just even, which is more basic, it's just balancing how to make all those pieces work in a business where once again, if you're starting out early, it's How do I even find the tools I need? And how do I do everything that needs to be done? And then if you're moving along, it's how do I manage all these other people while I'm still trying to learn how to be a founder and now lead people in a vision that I have?
0: Wow. So you touch upon a lot of things here in a short answer. You're very effective, but there's some deep stuff here. I think one of the things that I want to dig deeper into here is that fear of failure. Well, you mentioned also the imposter syndrome here. Was there anything along this journey that was a failure? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. I'm laughing because, okay, the Black, let me just use the Black
1: Expat. I have failure examples all throughout (laughs) my life. But the Black Expat, I started it in, well, it went live in 2016, February 1st. It almost didn't go live because originally I had a partner on the vision and then it looked like it was not going to be a good idea as a partner. And they were also the web designer for it. So like my target day to launch, I didn't have a web designer. Like I did not have, like, I just had a name and even throughout the course of this whole platform, There are so many projects that I have done with the Black expat that came and went. And the people who've been on this journey, you know, they've sort of seen them kind of (laughs) fly by where, you know, I remember one. And the reason it was difficult for me is that it was very clear that that initiative was not working. It was not working. Like it needed a certain type of manpower, some certain type of dedication, certain type of resources that I was not at that stage ready to give it. Mm. And it also was not growing the platform in the way that I wanted to. So it was basically like a sinking ship where you're like throwing money at something, but it's not generating any, like the kind of, you know, results. And I remember it was so hard for me to just accept it wasn't, it was a great idea. Here's the thing, it was a fabulous idea, (laughs) but it was not a fabulous idea at that time. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, it was only a year later, it really took me about a year not to even look at that as a failure, but to actually look at it and say, okay, there's so much that I learned from that experience. And and here's the wild thing. I see other people now trying to do that same thing and I can actually coach them and be like, if I were you, These are the things that you need to be mindful of in order to make it grow. Mm -hmm. Even though my idea failed, I can actually coach other people and say, but this is how you can make yours grow because I've already done all the failure for you. (laughs) So let me, let me tell you how to move forward. And so, yeah, I mean, it's so hard to even call them failures because you can call it a failure. You could call it a learning opportunity.
0: Nice. I love that. And I think this is what I actually really wanted to turn into is like, What have you Mm. actually learned from that figure?
1: I learned that I should have known this, but I learned it doing it that pivoting is okay. So if you have a business and I'm sure you've had this where there's an angle in your business where you thought was a really good idea, or you thought this is something you want to try out or something that it's the direction you thought your business was going to go into. And then you realize, ha ha, this is actually not what people will pay for. (laughs) (laughs) Letting go of your ego of saying, well, we have to make this work. I mean, here's, here's the funny thing about the Black ex and I keep saying this, and I seem to be the only person who did not know this. When I started, and I think I may have said this in the previous episode, it was the result of having worked with young people of color who were going off to university. So I thought this was going to really attract more that 18 to 25, like, you know, they're going to university, and then they may think about living abroad because of They were part of the reason why I started it. I was working with some students. I was encouraging them to study abroad because I lived abroad. It changed my life. What I realized is that that's not who I was attracting at all. (laughs) (laughs) Who I was attracting was literally the 35 and up crowd who I realized they didn't have a lot of resources. And this particular, I'm talking about Black populations. They didn't have a lot of resources that was speaking to them. Mm -hmm. There was definitely resources speaking to study abroad if you're a person of color or, you know, if you're young, backpack across Europe or kind of that early professional. But no one was talking about, you know, the couples who have two kids, they're mid-professionals, maybe they're going to move to Sweden, right? Because someone got a job working for a multinational corporation mm-hmm. or, or someone who's thinking about retiring abroad. Like those populations completely were not being talked to. And it was not until I literally did a survey (laughs) of people coming in. So I did market research, you know, I did the market research years after the fact (laughs) and realized I was like, who's coming? It was folks that were like me. (laughs) And I know that that that's not, that shouldn't be my altering, but it was utterly hilarious when, when one of my editors looked at me and said, oh, you didn't realize that this is, this is for the mid the mid professional. And I said, no, I keep thinking I'm for the 18 to 25 year old. She's like, yeah, that's not who's coming.
0: <laughs> oh my God. But well, this is great. I mean, it's amazing that you actually learned something very pragmatic at the end of the day of this failure. And it's like, this is not the right audience, but going back to the topic of mental health, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that all these failures, I love to hear your laugh. Like, how you laugh about it today, right? And this is the beautiful thing about it. But I'm wondering if you were laughing as much when you were going through those hard times. How did you experience that at the moment?
1: Okay, so full disclosure, for those who don't know, I'm also a counselor. I do have a degree in counseling. (laughs) And this is why I'm going to say this helps. So I'm going to say this in front of what I'm about to say. So, one of the things that I do, and this is also how I coach others um, when I'm talking to them, is that when we see a problem or a situation or something that's negative, there's something that we call reframing, right? So, it's looking at a scenario and changing the story. I, so, and this is important for me because I love storytelling. This is why I'm a podcaster. This is why I have the Black Expat. This is why I'm on your show. I love telling stories, even with my students, even with my clients, all my examples, I tell a story. And so, when we see a problem, I often have to say, okay, that problem, yes, it can be very real, but it's a story that we're telling ourselves. How do we reframe or rephrase or pivot that story So that yes, there is some negativity, but we spin it and there's a positive action that comes out of it. So when I'm sitting, you know, when it's 2 a.m. And I'm freaking out because I wake up at night and go, oh my gosh, this thing, we're about to launch this product or the service, or I'm about to do this initiative. And I'm hoping that it works out. The first thing I have to do is like, acknowledge that there's imposter syndrome going in there saying, oh, you can't do this. You've never done this. Are you sure you can do it? Yes, I hear you. But then I also have to say, well, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Why can't I do it? Why shouldn't I do it? I think it's important as entrepreneurs is to acknowledge whatever that pain point is, but then get to the next step. Because I think too often when we're in struggle, we stay in what's the tension, right? And we, we, we swirl around in it. it's like a little tornado, but we never go and say, okay, well, after the storm, there's always sun right? So like, what does it look like if I get to the end? And that's something that I have to do. And I'm, and, and I do it to this day where I keep having to repeat. And even if I, you know, they say, you know, fake it till you make it. <laughs> well, I think when you're in a, especially in a kind of an emotional struggle, sometimes it's just hearing yourself. And then, you know, if you've got partners, if you've got friends, if you've got people who are close to you, who you kind of share these things with, it helps be in community with folks who are supportive and can kind of speak light to it. And so one of the things I think even as entrepreneurs, and I think it's great that you have this podcast, is that we often need to find spaces of even people who understand and have gotten to the other side. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like 10 people. But I think even if you're a nomad and you are, let's say you've got a service-based business and you connect with someone who's in Germany, even though you're in Turkey and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. But I know, you know, I can see from your business, maybe you've gone through it and maybe you've gotten to the other side. How can we reframe this to so we'll see the positivity? I think it helps because that's the other keys to it. It's like, you can't go through this in isolation. Mm-hmm. And too often we shoulder don't talk about these things mm. until it gets to a point where it's being disruptive to our lives
0: yeah and how does it look like because it's i think it's important for those to recognize if they're not yet there mm-hmm. hopefully they don't get there but some of the signals when it starts hitting mental health where we talked a lot about like imposter syndrome panic mm-hmm. fear but there's also mm-hmm. burnout these are the things mm-hmm. that can happen to small entrepreneurs a lot but how does yeah. it look like so that people can recognize it before it's too late?
1: I think it depends on the person. I have seen people where burnout has had a physical reaction. So whether it's stomach issues, whether it's sweat, whether it's headaches, whether, you know, it's just they can't get their mind calm. I think that for some people, burnout also is very disruptive to their lives, actually. Right. So let's say something that you had a passion for, all of a sudden you're like, I just don't have a passion for this. And it could be one, it, in some cases, it could be you just kind of outgrew what you had a passion for. And in some cases, it, you're overwhelmed by what it is that you're doing and everything that comes with it. I think there's a disruption to our relationships as well, right? So if especially if you lead a team and people are looking to you towards leadership, and you're kind of unable to sort of make those decisions and kind of move forward and kind of guide them, I think that there's some signs there. Here is the truth of the matter. I I think that there's general and I think there's individual reactions to burnout, but the important thing is irrespective of how you feel, I think that community part is still important, Mm. right? Because even before you get to burnout, I think it's important as entrepreneurs that we at least have a couple people where, we can actually talk business, but can also talk the emotional side of business. Does that make sense? So not just the, okay, well, this is, you know, what's the strategy you're doing for this, that, and whatever, but also real talk, you're running a business. Like, how are you able (laughs) to handle the non-business part of your life that impacts the business? I find that for me, there are a couple of people kind of in this expat space where we just, we just chat. And when we start talking, I'm like, oh, so I'm normal. Okay. (laughs) Like I thought it was me, but you're in Spain and we're having the same conversations. And then from that point, even just with those colleagues, you can sometimes be able to kind of problem solve and find some solutions.
0: I love that. And I think it goes back to some of the things you were talking about, isolation. And I think we don't need to wait until there's a problem. And uh, talking Mm -hmm. about this topic, actually, I will link some previous show notes about how to find your tribe or create your own mastermind to be consistently surrounded with the right people. I know that, for example, in all my programs, I provide the community because I think that on top of my knowledge, the community can provide support Mm -hmm. to each other. Sometimes they can provide some things that I didn't even have thought about. And this is where the magic of being together is important. So I think. What you're saying here is really important for you Nomad Nation that think about early on in your journey to surround yourself with people and with a mm-hmm. community and on a consistent basis. I think that consistency is really important. It's not like once in a while, because if it's on once in a while, when you're mm-hmm. down in the hall, you're not going to pick up your your phone or your Zoom link to go and hop on a call with somebody. Whereas if you're already in a relationship that's consistent, you know you have to show up at that day of the week or that day of the month, you have to show up no matter what, whether you feel good or not, and you'll share it. So I think that's the big mistake that I see people thinking that you just wait when you need it. I would say do it even when you don't need it and stick to your regular calls with your people so that they're here when you need it.
1: I mean, if you think about physical health, it's like going to the doctor for appropriate checkup. Like you don't always just go to the doctor when you're really sick. Like you go just to make sure and do a tune-up and make sure you're fine. And so it's the same thing. This can be completely preventative. And you're right. If you've already built a trust with some people in the space, it's easier to go to them when things don't feel so great. For sure,
0: yeah. And I remember that when you were talking the other time and it came up today as well as burnout. And I was wondering... In your journey, while pursuing all the great ideas you had, did you ever experience any type of burnout yourself?
1: I have. I, and here's the thing. I Once I figure out that I'm like, I'm burnt out. I mean, there and there are two things that happen to me. Either I, it's burnt out or I get bored. <laughs> like Because I like these. I'm like, I'm bored. I don't want to do this anymore. For me, and I'm not, this is not recommendations for anyone else. I list out what it is that I'm doing. I list out what it is that I want to keep. I list out what is fulfilling to me and is still motivating to me. And then I look at the other part of the list and I go, okay, what is necessary to make the first list happen? And what is it that I can let go? Mm. Because I think if you are the kind of person, and this is me, this is not everyone else. I am a chronic, busy person. Like I am just someone who it is hard for me to sit and just sit. I've gotten better, but it is hard for me to just sit and my brain's not racing and trying to figure out what the next thing is. I have had to figure out that there's some things I had to let go because for where I was, where I was going professionally, where my business was going, it's not, it's not coming along with me. So good example, even this summer, I am making a significant change to one of my projects because I realized I have taken that project as far as I want to take it, but there is a different audience that I want to serve specifically because this audience has also reached out to me. And I realized I understand that audience probably better than any other group that I'm serving in this particular space. And so I'm taking this time to reconfigure, which leads me to the next thing. I, I guess I'm doing all B's today. What did I say? Mm-hmm. Burned out and bored out <laughs> is sometimes you need to take a break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Hey, I love those three B's burnout, right. bored out, bored out, breakout, breakout. <laughs> pr- break <laughs> because,
1: <laughs> because sometimes, I mean, you can speak to this because you're, you're coming at the time of this recording, you're coming from, from a break, yeah. but, and even with my podcast, like we, uh, we release no new episodes during the month of May, because twice a year we have a month long time where we're not, we're not doing anything on the podcast. Right. And so what the break has done for me is because I'm not running around trying to do all these different pieces, I find myself thinking and going, okay, if this was the last thing on earth that I had to do, would I really want to keep A or would I want to keep B or would I want to keep C, you know, what can I do for another five years and be excited about? And what is it that it's like, you know what, this is a good time to roll out. And so I think breaks are important, like, because that also
0: helps to prevent burnout and you can do it before or after. But I think breaks are important. Is it actually possible um, once you're in the midst of a burnout to process all of that? I think that for you to process, you have to step out of the Mm -hmm.
1: busyness. And having been part of a team and having seen others go through it pretty badly, I will be very honest. I have not seen someone successfully get a handle on the situation without having stepped out significantly from what it is
0: they're doing. I think this is so important to highlight. And it's interesting because your episode is coming in the middle of a series I'm calling the slow challenge. And the slow challenge is all about slowing down to step out and have a look at the overall picture. Because sometimes we get into this hamster wheel and we keep doing things, keep doing things, and then we get overwhelmed and we can't even look anymore. But we even maybe lose the big why of, why are we doing this and I think you're so right to say that like you cannot process if you don't, don't step out of the business so it's so important to proactively first of all create that time I think to to process but then as soon as we see the signs sometimes force that break before it's too late
1: and here's one thing I'll say about it you have one or two options to be honest if you're that person on the hamster wheel you can be proactive like you just said and have scheduled times throughout your years where you shut down, you refresh, you rejuvenate, or you can have a burnout situation that'll force you to do that. And it'll be a lot longer. Hmm. And I'll be honest, it'll be a lot more disruptive because if you have planned out time to refresh yourself, that's one thing. Almost every single situation where I've seen that someone has to step out because of burnt out it's because it became so overwhelming. It's like, at this moment, I need to step out. And that's more disruptive to your business than actually thinking about this. And so that's why I'm very passionate about mental wellness, because if you can get on this train of thought while you're building and growing your business, it's a lot easier to deal with the thing that is planned than a situation where it's like, all of a sudden, guess what, you're taking seven months out of your business. And I've seen someone take that and longer. Yeah. Because they too. just needed it.
0: And it's not a bad thing. If they needed it, they need to take it, but there's ways to avoid it if we think about this ahead mm-hmm. of time, right? What are the other things that you think are important to know to avoid getting to that point where we burn out and can't keep up?
1: I mean, here's the thing I, you know, mind, body, soul, all of this is connected, right? So, yes, we're talking about mental wellness. Yes, we're talking about, you know, where you're emotionally at, but I think also where are you physically at? This is me. I have, I don't know why i didn't know this given my whole life and this honestly has a point i love the sun i love the sun it is also very easy for me to sit in my house and work on my computer from sunup to sundown but if i go out and get some vitamin d (laughs) right i get emotionally refreshed that's a charger for me that's not a charger for everyone else i grew up in the southern hemisphere so i love the sun So, what are the physical chargers for you, right? And I think that when we think about diet, when we think about noise, when we think about what we, you know, how we exercise, when we think about the environment we're in, all of those things play into it, right? Are we taking physical enough breaks to get physically recharged so that we're mentally recharged so that we can do what we need to do? I think that, you know, we've already talked about community. I think community is really important. I think also, you know, if it's to actually get a coach or a counselor, Mm -hmm. could be a life coach of some sort. It could be a mental health counselor. I think it's really, really important to get those because sometimes you need someone who is completely separate, not even in your business community, but someone who can help you unpack what's going on in your brain. So I know people who have both, right? They have a business coach, but they also have a mental health counselor because they've got different purposes. Exactly, it's
0: completely different, yeah. And interestingly, I noticed when I look at my clients, a lot of them have actually, those are really committed to their business. At the end of the day, they're not, they're committed to their own selves. And that is why they get the support they need and the support system they need to reach those, yes. those goals because they're committed to themselves and their vision. Absolutely. And I think that's a great
1: way of saying it is your business can only be as healthy, especially if you're a solo or a small entrepreneur as you are, right? Mm-hmm. And And let's be honest, this is probably the hardest thing. We are whole people. Our businesses are not our full identities. Oh yeah. And and I say it, and we know this intellectually, but then remember what I talked about—the fear failure of failure, and and what if I don't make this business happen because people know it's attached to me? I mean, look, here's the thing: I literally have something called the Black Expat. And literally people <laughs> will see, see, me and go, oh, you are the black expat. And <laughs> I'm like, no, there are millions <laughs> of black expats across the world. Uh, but even I get moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, if we do this wrong, this is going to be a massive reflection on me.
0: Yeah.
1: I, but here's the deal. If I closed it today, I should still be happy with who I am as a person. And I right. should still be at a healthy, happy place. And so that's probably the hard part. It's that separation of knowing, yes, you have this business that is part of what you do, but it's not all of who you are.
0: Oh, this is so important. I love that you say that. First of all, I really think that, you know, it doesn't say anything about you, even your successes, by the way, your failures and your successes does not say anything about you. Right. But still, what's interesting for me is that the process of growing a business has been a great weight of personal development. Like I would say like my entrepreneurial journey has been a spiritual journey because because of my business, I had to have a lot of self-awareness and learn a lot about myself to indeed know who I am and who I want to be throughout this journey, even if my business yeah. does not define me. So I think this is a quite, and maybe that's the reason why we confuse it. The business yeah. pushes us so much to, to grow and develop that we kind of see it as a reflection of us oh for sure
1: and and let's be honest it's especially hard in the beginning where you're just like is this thing gonna work <laughs> and right. you're working so hard especially if you're not seeing results yet yeah. it's just like why am I doing this it must mean that I'm not good at what I do mm. it's like no it's like a child it needs to grow <laughs>
0: right. right and <laughs> even plant. if it doesn't work it will lead somewhere else that's the thing that I always right. tell, like. Every failure leads to another thing, actually. It's rare that you have a failure and you just don't do anything after that, right? Unless you just don't want to. But (laughs) (laughs) then it's another story. But I've seen, for example, people start businesses, fail miserably. And that same business is what gets them either another business idea or another even position at the bigger company that says, oh, you failed, but you managed to develop that thing. So we want that expertise, even if the business itself has failed.
1: Oh, the Black Expat was like the fourth (laughs) website I had. (laughs) (laughs) Like it wasn't see. So y'all didn't know this. Actually, most of y'all didn't know this. I had, trust me, like there was stuff before this. This, this was a, this was a product of me crashing and burning well before uh. I got here.
0: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So what has helped you the most in your case to get out of this? I guess you went through a lot of different types of challenges, but what is the biggest thing that has helped you in your journey to be where you are today? To me, the way it looks like, and tell me if I'm wrong, it looks like you're confident and you have clarity on where you want to go next. This is how I feel beyond just the success of the business that for me is like this big platform with so many members and and you've created a brand that is known among the community. That's a big success as well. But what has helped you go from all those challenges to having all of these results?
1: So I have this philosophy that no matter what I start or I get into, I always think about the legacy. Mm. And it could be small and it could be big. It could be five people. It could be 5 million. It doesn't matter. And the thing that has always pushed me forward with the Black Expat and subsequently the podcast is there's a reason why I started it. And whatever day that it comes to the end or I separate from it, I want to make sure that there's a legacy of that vision being there. Mm -hmm. And so when I have these days where, oh gosh, I'm running an event. Why am I doing this event? Has anyone even registered for this event? (laughs) I come back and I think to myself, you know what? There's a reason why I'm doing this because I know that this information, this person, this brand, this resource really needs to get to the people who need to hear it. And on the days where I'm just thinking to myself, like today, I have a lot of things to do. <laughs> Why do I want to do all of it? I come back to that mission because let us not underestimate how strong our purpose is for what we do. Mm. And if you've got a very strong attachment to it, it's hard for you to just let it go, right? Like even, it's like being in a ship and you get kind of tossed to the left and the right. Like you're still in the ship. Water may have come in, you know, the wind may have blown, everything may have gone on board, but you're still on the ship because you're, you're like, I need to stay on the ship because if I get in there, it's a problem,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: It's the same thing I feel about mission and purpose is that as long as it continues to be important and valuable in the way I see it, then I can press forward. But there will be a point, and sometimes this happens with the project, you build something great, and your mission and purpose changes. Mm-hmm. And we don't always sometimes talk about, and this is, I know, you know, as we're getting to the end of this, but with mental wellness, the emotional side of separating from something you've built to let it grow and get bigger.
0: This is so big. Oh, my God. Okay. Another third episode. (laughs) I was was just thinking, oh, no. I just opened uh, another chapter. uh, Oh, you're doing doing it in purpose. purpose. You're doing it in purpose. (laughs) 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 What
1: happens when someone wants to buy your business that you built for... Girl.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's another big topic that I think letting go is probably the hardest. And actually, we're having an episode with Sunday also, Bean, where we talk about yes. evolution, right? Yes. So that's the thing. Yes. I think the hardest part is to think that making a change of direction of right. pivoting means that you're right. closing something, abandoning something. However, right. we could look at it differently and look at it as evolving. And um, Sunday Bean shared her journey of how she rebranded, and Nomad Nation, I'll put that in the show notes, Yes. how she rebranded her business completely because she was not aligned anymore, talking of purpose and mission. And I think- it's healthy. It's normal. It's like growing out of your shell and that's okay. It is. Oh my gosh.
1: And by the way, your listeners, Sunday is amazing. And I knew she was doing it before she announced it. And so now I'm like watching it happen, but there is so much emotion to having a business and letting it go and pivoting a business that you could probably have a year long series on. Oh my my gosh, gosh, my business has changed. What do I do now? Uh, How do I feel now?
0: Right. And I think if we had If we just accept that this is the way it's going to be, and that's part of the day-to-day business, we've spent so much time planning that just knowing that no matter what, things will change. Just accept the fact that things won't be a smooth sailing boat all the way. So I think that's also just making it easier for our own mental health and mental wellness to say, okay. I need to be okay with change. I think that's the biggest, change is the biggest resistance that a lot of people have. How did you get somehow more familiar with, not familiar, but accept changes that happen in your business?
1: I think what's great about being a TCK change happens mm-hmm. all the time. So I <laughs> right. think as an adult, as an adult, <laughs> like, <we're> like, whatever. <laughs>
0: whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I know that people listening, they may be expats, but they were not necessarily TCKs. Once you can accept that that's the only constant in life, I feel like you're okay. And that's just what I've done. I've been like, okay, I'm, I'm not saying every change has been easy, but I've accepted. Yeah. This is par for the course. This is how life is.
0: Wow. Love it. This is a great way to end. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye?
1: Yeah. I think I just want to reiterate, it's okay to reach out Mm -hmm. irrespective of where you are. You don't have to make the burnout stage. You don't have to be even struggling in your business, but there's such strength in community and there's such strength in resources and there's strength in connecting with professionals. And I think as entrepreneurs, we need to do that more so that not only are our businesses healthier, but we are also healthy.
0: I love that. I love that. And is there anything special happening in your world that you want to let us know of and where to find you?
1: I mean, there's always something special.
0: (laughs) Here's the real thing.
1: If you want to connect with me, theblackxpat.com, that's where you can find most things or you can at least find a LinkedIn or somewhere to get connect with me. The Global Chatter Podcast, which is my baby. If you want to listen to black and brown stories about life abroad, overseas, life, love, career, all of that. Start there. And where all of those are on your favorite social medias. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter linkedin
0: excellent so nomad nation i will put all the information on amanda to find her on the show notes of this episode as well as some of the resources to align with this topic in terms of mental wellness and as well as episode with sunday bean because we talked a lot pivoting yeah. as well so i'll put all of this in the show notes of this episode you'll find it on tandem slash 272 amanda always a pleasure to have you here having so much fun chatting with you about a topic that's not always easy to talk about, but I'm glad that we mentioned it. And we did a lot of prevention. And if by any chance you catch this in a time where you're really, really in the midst of it, please, please, as Amanda said, reach out for help. I will share the episodes where I was in the hole and what I had to do to get out of it. But having a professional help you is the only way to go if you really feel like you can't do it anymore. So please, please reach out for help. Nomad Nation, thank you so much. And Amanda, thank you again.
1: Thank you. Nomad
0: Nation, I can't wait to meet you in the next episode and stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.